I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which I am recording this podcast, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Hi, welcome to another Healthy Bite, and my name is Dr. Ron Early. Now, this week's episode uh, with uh, Helena Norberg-Hodge is entitled Local Futures. That is, in fact, her organisation, and something that she has felt passionate about and been working on for almost 40 years. Now, I think one of the things that we must have learned from this pandemic is that local is so important. There are so many reasons why that is true, but uh, uh, Helena outlines even more than you may have even thought about as you wonder where our food is produced, whether uh, our manufacturing is in, in our own country, whether you're buying your food from a local farmer, whether you are supporting regenerative agriculture and the regeneration of soil, not just the sustainability of a sick system, but actually the regeneration, keep difference there between sustainability and regeneration. Um, All of these is about local, thinking locally. And we've also been reminded of just how important real people are. While we've had friends and followers in the thousands all around the world, I think what we've come to realise is the power and the importance on a very human scale of human interaction. And I think we've all missed that, uh, that freedom, that that joy of connecting face-to-face, of giving each other a handshake, a hug, a kiss, um, connecting physically with people locally. But this issue is much bigger than that. And, uh, and, and actually, yet, we, uh, the 99% of the world population that all feel the importance of that um, need to engage with. It's a theme that we've covered since the very beginning of this podcast, and that is that if the change has to come from anywhere, it has to come from the ground up, from all of us at a local level, because the change from above is dominated by big pharma, big banks, big fossil fuel industry, big agriculture, big tech, and the narrative that we uh, have is dominated by big media. And those six areas, pharma, media, banks, tech, oil, agriculture, are dominating the narrative. And we as individuals need to change that narrative. Um, Helena, together with Damien Gamo, uh, have have put together a wonderful eight-minute video Uh, 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 that is very powerful and that we'll have links to in this podcast, in this Healthy Bite and and also to her episode. And we've talked, we promoted that last week as well. So if you haven't had a chance to look at it, uh, it is called Local, A Story of Hope. It's time to remember that the real economy is the living world. And um, it's interesting to consider what we need to do. You know, this whole period of globalization, which has occurred over the last, certainly, look, it's been going on uh, for five or 600 years. And they make reference to the beginning of this globalization effort was the colonization that occurred in in the late 1400s, which essentially uh, disrupted local communities, enslaved 
millions of people and tried to centralise and dominate uh, global resources. And uh, as Damien Gamo says in this brilliant short video that I'm referring to, a healthy world is one that fulfills the needs of those individuals without damaging the environment, nature or nature. And, um, you know, we certainly, while certain, many people have benefited from this, I mean, we could argue we all have to some degree. We have what we've often referred to on this podcast as seemingly cheap food and seemingly cheap products. But if you've been following this podcast to any uh, depth, then you will know that actually these seemingly cheap foods and products come at a very high price. Our health you know, the, the, the number of preventable, chronic, degenerative diseases that are dominating our world today and causing unnecessary death and suffering, um, or suffering and death in that order, is, uh, is a, largely a product of the fact that uh, our food has become a commodity and healthcare has become a commodity and it's become a big business. And it's interesting to see this pandemic and the lessons we are learning from it and how the science in medicine is dominating our approach to this. And it's interesting when I read an article, actually this morning I not only got the email that shared Helena's wonderful short video, but I also read this article in the Sydney Morning Herald uh, or it was on the weekend, actually, and, and I, I thought, um, wow, this is interesting that these are actually connected. And let me share it with you, and then I'll make the connection. COVID facts under pressure. We need a reopening we can trust. So she's refer this is from Alexandra Martinuk, who is a professor of epidemiology at the University of Sydney and adjunct professor at the University of Toronto. And you might say, well, what's the connection between this and local futures and local and local a story from hope? Well, let me firstly read this to you. Responding to pandemics is highly political. I'm quoting from the article now. Is it possible that the facts are being selectively reported and distorted to match political motivations? Now, the article goes on. I'll have links to it. But uh, she then goes on to say, just as the public debate about climate change is not only about the science, the public discussions and debates about COVID-19 are also about values, culture and ideology. Facts are under pressure. There are increasing calls for transparency around data and decision making by New South Wales leaders as we march towards this new path of the pandemic. Transparency builds trust. Indeed, indeed it does. And then she, she goes on to say, in epidemiology, and we've all become very familiar with the word epidemiology uh, in this current pandemic, we use the term reporting bias. It includes time lag bias and selective reporting bias, suppressing some findings and sharing others, also known as cherry picking. It is a real threat, not only regarding COVID-19, but also the climate change debate. Reporting bias can distort the full picture of scientific evidence. It can threaten credibility and can also result in avoidable harm. Now, if you 
have listened to uh, a podcast. Well, a podcast coming up is with uh, Dr. Martin Whiteley, who talks about overprescribing madness and how our mental health system in Australia is affected. And if you're wondering how overprescribing madness, COVID facts, and local future are all connected, the common denominator lies in what Alexander Martinuk said is um, transparency about data and decision making, reporting bias, cherry picking, um, the, the influence of big oil, big banks, big pharma, big ag, big tech, big media in controlling the narrative. And it's so interesting to see how this whole narrative around COVID has emerged and the significance of this to the topic we're covering today. You see, if public health was the number one priority, then everything that would improve public health would be transparent and, uh, and based on data and would inform our decision making. And that's an issue that has been a focus on this podcast right through this pandemic. And in fact, ever since we started podcasting, and that is to promote the most important thing, and that is you taking control as an individual in improving immune function. Because one thing we know for sure, and I'm not anti-vax here at all, I've had my vaccination, I'm not anti-vax here at all. But what I'm saying is if public health was our number one issue, then everything that was influencing uh, our immune function and improving public health would be out there on the table for us all to enjoy. But that's simply not the case. In fact, almost any mention of immune function is seen as some kind of a conspiracy or an anti-vax uh, attempt to undermine public health policy, whereas nothing could be further from the truth. It's why we've spoken to people like Dr. Richard Cheng, Dr. Andrew Saul, Dr. Thomas Levy, Dr. Carolyn Dean, Professor Ian Brighthope, and anybody else on this podcast that has promoted something which will improve health. And that's almost every other guest that I've ever had on the podcast. But I digress. And, and But I mentioned these things because it is all part of the same narrative. And that is food and health and our lives have become commodities. And as Damien Gamo said, a healthy economy is one that fulfills the needs of all of its citizens and does no harm to nature. Now, that is what I would call, what, well, what Alan Savory would call a holistic context. And if every decision that was ever made by governments, by corporations, by regulatory bodies, or by individuals had that overlying holistic context, then our local future would be ensured not just for this generation, but for generations to follow. And that is why thinking local, local future, our futures are local. And the sooner we embrace that, the healthier and happier and more fulfilled we will all be and the better off our world will be. Um, so I would really recommend that you have a listen, not only to this week's episode with Helena Norberg-Hodge, but also follow her um, initiatives and support it, Local Futures. And um, I hope this finds you well. Until next time, this is Dr. Ron Ehrlich. 
This podcast provides general information and discussion about medicine, health and related subjects. The content is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice or as a substitute for care by a qualified medical practitioner. If you or any other person has a medical concern, he or she should consult with an appropriately qualified medical practitioner. Guests who speak in this podcast express their own opinions, experiences and conclusions.